I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Thursday the 14th of May. This is the COB. I'm Kylie Merritt here with David Scutt. Scuddy, as you just said, the market was smoked today. Yes, succinctly smoked. <laughs> uh, yeah, big banks you know, bore the, uh, the brunt of the selling. We also saw CSL off over a percent. BHP was also off a percent. So a uh, pretty nasty day. Uh, no, uh, we saw overnight uh, another similar slide in Wall Street. So yeah. uh, Jerome Powell's a very somber assessment of, uh, of the US economic outlook and the risk in particular really resonated down under. Yeah, and we really, I mean, we closed pretty much on the low for the day. Um, there was sort of a rally mid-afternoon. There was obviously the dip at 11.30 on job numbers, which you, you would have expected. Um, but yeah, there was no kind of afternoon rally like like other days we've seen recently. Hey, look, um, of course, those those job numbers, that's, you know, that's been the big piece of data this week that everybody's been looking at. 6.2% headline unemployment rate. I mean, on the surface, that sounds not too bad at all but this is this is not an on the surface kind of announcement yes if you look on the surface we're the lucky country again but underneath the hood uh the data was very uh, very sobering uh look unutilization was the thing that I, I was always looking at so that includes both people who are unemployed and people who are underemployed so they have a job but they like to work more hours and are available to work more hours that now stands at 20 percent of the labor force and that's a record high so there are so many people who are either sitting around just doing nothing or barely working at the moment, uh, and it's, it's just not great news. Coupled with that, we also got uh, data come out that said that uh, the number of people who are on the JobKeeper package, uh, 6 million plus. Now, considering there was only 13 million people who were employed in March, this tells you that's nearly half the labour force who is now on that payment receiving some kind of yeah support. so that gives you an insight as to how big a hit that we've taken yeah. and obviously that payment's going to go and help a lot of families and a lot of uh, a lot of individuals but still like it gives you an insight as to how bad things are out there yeah and those people unlikely to be you know spending anything over and above um that they need to be spending can you just explain how is how is JobKeeper being taken into like people on JobKeeper? how is that being taken to account in these numbers so trying to do this very succinctly you are, JobKeeper basically means if you receive that, you are classified as employed regardless of whether you work any hours or not. So you can work zilch during the month and if you're receiving that payment, you'll be classified as employed. Typically the ABS in the past would go and say, if you work one hour per month, and that could be either paid or unpaid, you'll be classified as employed. If you didn't do that, you wouldn't be employed. So that's helping to go and limit the rise in the headline unemployment rate. But underneath the surface, we saw like you no know, six hundred thousand employment loss. Uh, things along those lines give you some sort of insight as to like you no know, the true hit that we saw. Yeah, uh, let's talk about global markets today because that was you know the the initial sell off this morning was was really all about um, uh, Jay Powell's speech online speech um, last night. 
uh, and we, we covered that fairly extensively through the day on Ausbiz. But, but what did you take you know, out of his comments? Well, I think it was realistic. That was the uh, thing that really resonated with me. He talked about the fact that there's likely to be a very, very long and elongated recovery. It's not going to be a sharp recovery. And secondly, you know, with all these you know, new cases of coronavirus, you know, cases spreading, you know, uh, second waves being seen in various nations, he talked about the downside risks. And he also talked about the need for fiscal for governments to go and come in and continue to go and support the, uh, the global economy and individual economies during this period. Uh, but it was pretty sobering, it was pretty accurate as to, well, this is what we're facing here. It's not like we're going to snap back and by you know, in three months' time it's going to be hunky-dory. That's not what we're looking at. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Our stock of the day today, BHP, um, closed weaker today, uh, but uh, UBS has, has given it an upgrade from neutral to buy. And look, one of the reasons... Um, BHP has, has been holding up relatively well as obviously uh, people are looking for reliable dividends um, mm-hmm. and there's not many of those around at the moment. Uh, we had uh, Rudy Philippette Van Dyke and um, Claude Walker on uh, the call today at Ausbiz. You can watch, um, catch up with the whole video of that show uh, on the app or the website. But um, in the meantime, here's just a, a little snippet of what they had to say about BHP. There is, there is now a surge, quite a furious one, around on the share market, and where can we get reliable dividends? Yeah. Uh, we are so far already in this financial year, they will pay out a big dividend in, in, in August. Yeah. That's almost a given. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, absolutely. But investors will have to realize that they are still commodity producers. Yeah. Uh, that comes with volatility, and also comes with, with times that you, you do not want to keep them. At the moment, Iron ore, pretty stable, pretty high, yeah. a lot of cash flows. Yeah. Uh, we have to wait on how long that, that, uh, that story will last. BHP a buy for you? On that premise, yes. I think the other thing to note about this upgrade today is it, it's an upgrade from neutral to buy, which is largely driven by the fact that the share price has fallen. So essentially what they're saying is, look, you know, now that the share price has come down, we see value. It's not that they necessarily think that the um, environment for BHP is getting any better. It's the... Uh, disagreeing with China is not going to help that short term. Medium term, long term, you know, of course, China will probably keep buying our iron ore, as will the world. Claude Walker there from A Rich Life and Rudy Philippeck Van Dyke uh, from FN Arena on BHP. Um, Scuddy, Friday, what's on your agenda for tomorrow? There's some data coming out uh, from China. The infamous China data dump is out, yes. We've got our industrial output, retail sales and urban fixed asset investment along with a whole bunch of very, uh, various things that come with that with unemployment, uh, also some property data. So uh, we'll get a bit of an insight as to how the Chinese economy is recovering. Uh, should be interesting. Is that, is that the sort of the most critical one that's been out to date or would you have said kind of the PMI and stuff that we've already seen? Well, the PMI data basically said that the economy has fallen sharply and then activity has stabilised at extremely low levels. So there's not been an improvement. Uh, that was obviously, you know, last month. So we'll start seeing now how are we responding, how's the economy responding uh, on this occasion. Uh, look, it should be improving, but you just don't know. Uh, it's not going to be a very, very sharp recovery, it looks like. We've seen the uh, monetary uh, data that came out earlier the week from China was fairly good, uh, but that still has to translate to, you know, money being put on the ground, boots on the ground, activity improving. So it'll take time. Look, 
the Chinese data always attracts a lot of attention. It will attract some more so this time because of what's obviously been going on at the start of this year. Yeah, cool. All right, Scotty, thanks a lot. See you Friday. Sounds good. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.